Coming to you pre-recorded in multiple locations. It's not for your mom, it's not for your dad, unless your dad's a Brad or a Chad, which would make him hella rad. We're your hosts, Andrew and Nathan. How you doing tonight, Nathan? I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you happy that I gave you second billing this time, dickhead? Or proper billing? Or accurate? <laughs> you should say. Yeah. 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 I guess that's fair. But the yes, one I am of happy. being named the <laughs> one benefit of being named Andrew all throughout school. You're like first on the roll call. Unless they went by last name. That was always bullshit. Yeah, then you were just in the middle. Smack dab in the middle, yo. Oh wow, what a what a rough life. So uh gotta ask, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Summerfest. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, but without that bitter aftertaste, if you've had both. Oh, yeah. Pale Ale is my go-to, but I hadn't tried this one yet, and uh, it was very appealing in the store. So, <laughs> It's funny how much like packaging on beer will like sell you on shit. Yeah, especially when it says Sierra Nevada on it. It's like, oh, man, come on. I am drinking Modern Times Blazing World. It was actually the packaging that got me to try this stuff in the first place. It's amazing. And it's actually a local beer or local beer to San Diego. Breweries located in Point Loma. Sounds poetic. Yeah. Quite fancy. It had a had a catchy name and then I realized I enjoyed it. Any uh anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, well, oh, I just for anybody that hasn't heard our episodes, it's highly likely that you haven't heard it. Uh, the first one, um, we're not sponsored by Gatorade. I just have to get that out there every time at the top of the show. Uh, we don't have to discuss it or anything, but you know, we're not, and we never will be sponsored by Gatorade. Um, but outside of that, I did want to kind of talk about something that's driving me nuts: is uh, the anti-tobacco commercials. Um, they're just getting out of hand, in my opinion. Um, be, just uh, hear me out here for a second. Uh, specifically, the ones with the tobacco uh, vaporizers or whatever you want to call them. That's a big deal with like high school kids now, well, right? But don't you have to be 18 to buy them? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like all tobacco products. Yeah. My thing is, like, stop what are these commercials they find all these kids and they're like yeah they got like a fucking 80 dollar vaporizer like i don't know how you got that uh whenever i was a kid in high school we were smoking weed out of like a, a fucking soda can uh, so they have a lot more disposable income than i do apparently if i actually believe these commercials but you're leading me to believe that their parents bought them this and they're like feeding into their addiction or how do they get it like i understand they're just like hanging outside of uh like head shops and stuff trying to find people to buy them vape pens and cartridges hey yeah you want to buy me a fucking 80 dollars vape pen in the store yeah it's it, it just i don't know it feels like it's so insulting to our intelligence as a culture or i mean as a society here in america like that they can play those commercials and it, just like get away with it you know and just be like blatantly lying about it in my head, I was mixing up the anti-weed uh, ads with the anti-tobacco ads, where like kids would accidentally kill themselves with the uh, <laughs> with 
with the guns. So I'm like, how the fuck is somebody smoking cigarettes and accidentally shooting themselves? And then that's when it, I realized I was uh, had my wires crossed. <laughs> yeah, that, that I mean, those old marijuana commercials are really classic. They're great. Um, especially the one where the kid's like stuck on the couch. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? He's just like, hanging out, <laughs> yeah, having right? a good old time. But these are just like especially insulting, I believe. You know, it's like you. Am I supposed to be mad at tobacco companies for providing adults a product to enjoy, or should I be mad at the parents that are letting their child do whatever the fuck they want? That's like the same thing with like video games, though, too, where it's like there's there's a rating system. You shouldn't let your ten uh, year old play Grand Theft Auto Five, like. What are you thinking? They're blaming the game developer for that, but uh, let's uh, take a look in the mirror. <laughs> uh, the I, the other thing too is they they're trying to like not to belabor the point or anything, but when they're talking about the flavors of them, it's like oh they're really targeting kids with that. Like no, I'd rather have a Long Island iced tea than any fucking vape pen. <laughs> that shit is way tastier than any fucking tobacco vape you want to give me i I guarantee you that so i feel like they were riding high for a while with the vape pens and stuff because they're like people think these aren't as bad as cigarettes they're like yeah we're we're gonna be good for a while and then uh people are like no uh it's it's worse it's worse it's like hookah was the same way it's not worse i don't i choose to not believe that I haven't read any reports or anything, but it just the fact that you're not involving combustion leads me to believe that it's better for you on a whole. You're not burning your lungs, man. <laughs> right. You're not feeling the fire. You're not putting fire in your lungs is a big step in the right direction. I'd say. I always love that, that stoner phrase. Uh, it's that fire. <laughs> yeah. We're like, no, it's going to be, fire you're gonna make fire go onto it but it itself is not fire right this is this is earth man this is not fire earth wind and fire mm. no we're not gonna go there no i was more thinking captain planet because he's my hero he's gonna bring the bad guys down to zero i like that one of the characters on that show was was love like they had all the elements oh, in heart them, or heart yeah i'm like come on dude. the most the most bullshit thing ever it's like what do you what are you gonna do kwame come on what are you gonna do hearts hearts not gonna stop a toxic waste spill <laughs> even when i was a kid i knew it was bullshit i'm like wait a second this doesn't this doesn't fit in why was captain planet like chrome colored <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. Shouldn't he have been? Shouldn't he have like green skin or something like Earth? Well, I guess it was he was teal, maybe, and they were just trying to be like, well, that's like a green and a blue, and that's mostly what the Earth is, I guess. Oh, oh it's mostly blue, but water. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's strange that that we as terrestrial creatures have to step up and save the planet when most of the world is water. Where are the fucking aquatic creatures coming to save the world? It's all on us, apparently. Come on, whales and dolphins. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you guys have the majority of the Earth, 
And you're not stepping up your game to defend it, is all I'm saying. If I lived in the ocean, I feel like it would just be a perpetual state of panic. You can't see, like, the bottom. It's <laughs> just like, well, at any moment, anything can come down and uh, or come up from nowhere and just eat and kill me. It'd be like us if there were just giant birds or something in the sky that hid in the clouds. Anytime they just, like, scoop your ass up and kill you. Yeah, I'm glad uh, we uh, evolved out of the ocean. Yeah. Fuck that place. Even though I was just hailing them to defend the earth, I'm also glad I don't live in the ocean. I was thinking the other day about, I, well, I really, I saw a video on um, tricks with, uh, what are they, butterfly knives? It was like a dummy butterfly knife, and they were doing all these spinning tricks with it. And I'm like, where did a butterfly knife ever come in as like a practical weapon? There's, there's a lot of these, like, I know most weapons were ruled obsolete by guns, but there's still like a huge swath of swath of these things that never had any uh, usefulness to me, like butterfly knives or nunchucks. Like, how did how did a nunchuck ever like hold up to a sword? Uh, the only way I have ever seen nunchucks work is through clever choreography in movies. Yeah, just like whipping them between your. Well, I mean, that's the only way you can script a battle that ends with nunchucks winning, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's very well choreographed movie moves. Movie moves. Movie moves are the only way that nunchucks exist. Um, So that especially, I agree. The butterfly knife, at least it's a knife on some level, right? There's, you can stab somebody once you're done playing with it you know five minutes of twirling it around and everything and then yeah maybe that's how that weapon was intended to work was you just dazzle some or nunchucks too you're just <laughs> dazzling somebody with the moves the whole time and when you when you got them mesmerized then you just whack them with it or just stab them in the face yeah i think we discovered a truth here it's the razzle dazzle weapons <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the category the whole the whole razzle dazzle uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of any other real useless weapons. Um, yeah, I mean, there's got to be more than just a butterfly knife and nunchucks. I I, I feel like those little, um, like the miniature pistols, I feel like regular pistols are small enough that you're okay with that, right? Like, do you really need the miniature pistol that get lost, really, you know? What about uh, the mace? With like, or I guess it's a flail where they have like the stick with the chain and the spike ball ball on the end. It may not be practical, but I do love it. It's like the total, you know, you're basically kind of going kamikaze. You're just like swinging around and running full <laughs> yeah. speed at somebody. You're like, if I hit him first, I win. If not, I'm I'm a goner. Is that what in Braveheart? Is that what he bashed that dude's face in with? Oh, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Come on, man. I can't remember. I feel like he's Mel Gibson's just got to, like, they tried to get him down with the whole um, anti-Semitic comments after being arrested. What was that, like, 10 years ago? And he's just, everybody's just like, yeah, but, I mean, it's Mad Max and it's Braveheart, so we'll just... uh... I feel like the, he still is kind of was outcasted pretty well. It, he hasn't really been doing a lot. Yeah, he, I guess he hasn't done anything since then. But like, he was just such a big name that like he won't. Excuse me, he won't disappear. Yeah, like Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kramer. 
just walking around that hotel in Hawaii, kicking in doors, wondering where Jerry's at. Jerry was just like, I'll meet you there, Kramer, eventually one day. That's going to be, it's more, more likely going to be like when he's really old and they put him in like a nursing home. He's just going to be reliving the Seinfeld days. He just keeps leaving messages for Jerry on his phone. Where are you, Jerry? Jerry's just like, I'm dealing with Newman. You ever gotten uh, food poisoning? Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of like a rite of passage for everybody. I had a coworker just the other day just like come into my uh, office and was like sweating in the face and like voice cracking almost to the point of uh, crying just like, I, I got to go home. So, something's wrong with me. I'm just like, Jesus, you look like you're going to die right now. It's like, just call me if you're uh, driving home and you start vomiting and I can, you know, drive you the rest of the way so you don't have to. That's always been a fear, too, of like being sick and like while driving, like you just throw up into your own lap and while keeping your eyes on the road. And then if so, imagine witnessing that from like another car, just somebody just blasting vomit onto their uh, steering wheel or their lap. That would probably be one of those... uh things that I saw that was crazy in my day, but I just never tell anybody, you know, like there's several of those things are like, that was fucking crazy. I can't even believe it. <laughs> and I just never tell anybody about it. I was driving, uh, out. Of, I think we were like going South from Sacramento one time. And I saw this lady with her arm out the window of her car with a sock puppet on it, just like making the sock puppet talk just like to anybody. And she's going like, 60 miles an hour on the freeway doing this. I didn't know my mom went down to San Diego, but (laughs) apparently she did. It's like, never forget sock puppet lady. Uh, To go back to the food poisoning, um, I don't really have any very eventful stories, but my favorite story is um, mutual friend John, his dad. um, uh, He had uh, gotten a pretty severe case of food poisoning. And you're like talking to him and, and slowly the story story starts coming out a little bit. Like, you know, you get all the nasty details. Oh, he was shitting and vomiting all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, what? <laughs> and of course, the question is always going to come back. Like, so what exactly, you know, what did you eat? What happened? <laughs> and so he goes on to explain that uh, he was at the gas station, you know, and uh, there was some guy there selling shrimp out of the back of his car. And he thought it'd be a good idea to buy some, take it home. And eat it. <laughs> oh, why? Uh, you know John's dad, right? No, uh, I feel like I met him one time. Oh, oh, no, I'm thinking of a different John. Yes, now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that guy makes perfect sense. If anybody wants a, if anybody wants a visual of what this guy looks like, um, if you've ever seen the show Dragon Ball Z, uh, or yeah, he's in the original Dragon Ball as well. The uh, what's the bald old man's name? Master Roshi. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a <laughs> taller Master Roshi with uh with red hair instead of white. Uh, that's my yeah, that's my favorite uh food poisoning story of all time. Buying was the guy selling the shrimp out of like the back of his uh the trunk of his car or something, or was it actually like part of the convenience store? My understanding of the story, how it was described to me, is that it was in the back out of the back of this guy's car. He was not part of this, not part of the gas station, or I would buy tamales that way, but never <laughs> seafood. I won't even order seafood from like 
like I'll go to a, a rundown taco shop and get any type of like beef or chicken or pork, but like I won't get seafood from taco shops at all. Like I have such a fear of that. Like majority of my food poisoning experiences have been from shrimp, but I realized later that it was shrimp all from the same restaurant. So if you're ever in uh, San Diego, don't get shrimp from Rock and Baja Lobster ever. How many times did you go there before you stopped uh, after, you know, determining it was the source of your food? It was like three or four times. Part of it was that I thought I was just, I just drank too much because I'd like wake up at four in the morning and just vomit and go back to bed. And I'd wake up with like kind of a stomach kick tomorrow. But then I realized I was like, that wasn't a hangover. That was food poisoning over and over again. Uh, but I do have, I did have one really severe case uh, where I was eating at a Mexican restaurant with uh, my girlfriend at the time. And we go home and it's like, I think I wake up at like two in the morning and just the puking starts. And then I wake up the next morning and then it starts coming out the other end. But the worst part about all of this was that was like a Thursday and we were supposed to go to New York City for the week end to meet one of my friends. So we got to get on a flight at like 6 p.m. on Thursday and take like two flights over to to get over to New York or get to Philadelphia and then we drive into New York. So I have to cancel or I have to call into work. So I was going to go over a half day, cancel that. I'm like puking and shitting the entire day trying to like hold down saltines. And then we get on the uh, get to the airport and I just start cramming um, Pepto-Bismol tablets uh, to and drink no water to basically dry out my system. And I'm just sitting on the plane the whole time, like in the middle seat, which, you know, is always bad, just in pure misery. And then by the time we finally land in uh, Philadelphia, I'm just like, I think I'm feeling okay. And we get back to my buddy's house and I drink some water. And it just like immediately the process like starts over again, just like violent pooping. And then to make it worse, like the whole weekend, we're trying to like try new foods and eat, eat everything. And it's just going like so badly. I'm eating like half of everything that I order and that's at best. And then my girlfriend at the time hadn't had food poisoning before. So she's got like zero sympathy for any of this. She just thinks I'm being a big fucking baby the whole time. And it was like the worst, the worst case of food poisoning I've ever had in my life. She probably had a point, but yeah, it does sound awful. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I appreciate your sympathy. <laughs> so it's like you freeze dried your uh, food poisoning. And then as soon as you put water back into it, it reactivated. Yeah. It's kind of funny when people take Pepto, they're like, cause it's dyed pink and they're all alarmed. Cause it's like, once that exits your system, it's all black. Cause it's pretty much just like activated charcoal with food coloring so you're like why is my why are my stools black and that's because of the pepto-bismol because you're eating burnt wood the more you know kids the more you know 
We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Yabu. Come on down to Burger Town. Try our new double stack dumper. It's got two beef patties, cheese, and seven kinds of fiber. You'll be shitting it out before you finish it. Also, try our new chili slider. Just dump the chili bucket right in your mouth. If you got your toddler with you, you can just use our plastic slide to dump the chili on the slide right in your kid's mouth. You want sides? Try our piggy calamari rings. They're just pig anus chopped up and deep fried. They're tasty. Remember, we're located next to the Chimichams in the Steamtown Mall. Come on down to Burger Town. Horse meat free since 2003. Tune in 9-8 Central this week to Condiment Cups on the Cop Network. This don't taste like ketchup. This tastes like fucking pizza sauce. Hello, condiment cops. This don't taste like ketchup. Who is this? Who's calling? This don't taste like ketchup. What do you mean it doesn't taste like ketchup? This tastes like fucking pizza sauce. Captain, what the hell is going on around here? They're cutting ketchup with marinara sauce down at the Burger Town. We gotta stop that shit. Let's go, boys. This is crazy. What do you, what do you mean I'm going to jail? I didn't even do anything. Are you, are you fucking kidding me, man? You can't mix ketchup and mustard. That's a federal offense. Sorry, kid. You're going straight to the slammer. Some asshole switching all the salt for sugar at the Steamtown Mall food court. We gotta put a stop to this. It's a fucking bloodbath down here. There's blood everywhere. And some ketchup, too. I'm just telling you now, Captain, there's just no way I can book them on these charges. There's mayo. No way I'm letting criminals get away with condiment crimes in my town. Tune in 9-8 Central this week to Condiment Cops on the Cop Network. Yabu. And we're back, guys. How, how have you been on the commercial break, Nathan? You know damn well how I've been. Pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. All right. Um... So I was listening to another podcast uh, on my drive to work today, and I heard some really fascinating information that I thought I'd like to share with you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to your mom's house podcast, because that's where I heard this. But um, we all know who John McAfee is. You may not know his name, but you know McAfee antivirus, right? Oh, yeah. So apparently, he's just been like, a wild man, wild man, like living his life. I don't even know if he runs, has any involvement in the company anymore, but, um, there was, they were showing clips from like, I guess it's a documentary of him living in like this mansion in like Belize, which, um, pretty sure is South America. If I'm not wrong. Uh, are you waiting for me to confirm? Cause I, I don't know. That's all I'm waiting for, yeah. <laughs> Just an item. Move on. Yeah. 
So apparently he's been like, he was like living a life of debauchery in uh, Belize in his mansion there. And they interviewed some of these girls uh, that he'd like round up and just, you know, is like harem of women. And he, what he would ask them to do, he didn't want to have sex with them. He would have them lay in a hammock. I'm assuming with no clothes on. And then there's a hole in the hammock. And he would lay with his face underneath the hole in the hammock. And he would have these girls poop onto his face and into his mouth. Well, I thought you were going to say something weird or, or something. About <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, you don't do that? Cause... Yeah, I thought this was going to be something crazy. I was all expecting, you know, some revelation. But, uh, no, that is pretty... It's pretty wild. I'm sorry scat play is just like a normal <laughs> thing for you. I'm learning new things every day. I mean, have you been out there in the dating world recently? Or? Not in a while. I hope to never be back in there. A lot of fecal play. It's... A lot of... <laughs> yeah, a lot of, of eating ass. <laughs> what was... So this was just kind of been his thing for the... Yeah, past I guess while? so. It was like they showed a video clip of... Uh, them interviewing these like Belize girls with like broken English and they're just like giggling like they weren't even like they're like it's gross but I mean it's not like demeaning to me he's the one getting poop yeah. on his face it's kind of like a happier version of the R. Kelly thing like where he yeah. has like a compound <laughs> yeah. of young women that he's like trapped there yeah. and he's clearly having sex with them but at least McAfee's like I just want to get shit on you know everybody's yeah, happy these here. girls were like she's like I didn't mind I I just wanted to go to co like school and uh he was giving me money so it was paying for my school like we just thought it was really weird but like it didn't it wouldn't have a negative effect on us yeah you're gonna shit anyways right so might as well be on a tech millionaire right? <laughs> yeah right oh man I just like I was just so taken aback by it. I couldn't believe like it's not the person you'd expect to hear it about. Right? Exactly. So um we got a new segment we're starting for the show. I don't really know how to introduce this, so let's just roll the intro, Nathan. Who? What? Where? When? Why? And, and Howie, Howie Mandel. Mandel. So the point of this uh, game we're going to play is to relate back a uh, celebrity historical figure to the infamous Howie Mandel. So normally, since this is the first one, we're just going to tell you who the uh, first challenge is. And then after this, we will tell you at the end of the segment, we'll tell you the challenger for next week. And uh, then obviously next week we will uh, get into it. But for this first challenge, we were trying to relate Howie Mandel back to Martin Luther King Jr. Yep. So um, I don't know. I guess this was my idea. So I think I'll go first. Go ahead. Yeah. So my approach to this was uh, I first thought, all right, let's think all the actors that have played Martin Luther King Jr. in movie roles. So I did a quick uh, Google search on that. And I don't even know if he actually played him, but I came up with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, he's been in every movie, so it's a safe bet. Yeah, right. Um, 
but what the connection I ended up finding wasn't wasn't even uh, through an acting role. So I'm just gonna start back from the beginning. Um, Howie Mandel was in. I had two. I have two connections here. Both of them are weak, but I'm gonna go with them. So back in, I think it was the 90, 1998, the movie Sphere was released. Uh, Howie Mandel went to the red carpet event for Sphere. Samuel L. Jackson was in the movie Sphere. And then Samuel L. Jackson was also an usher at Martin Luther King Jr.'s How do you funeral. know? So what's the proof that Howie Mandel was at this premiere? I have a picture. That that is a weak connection. My other weak connection was that um, People Magazine did a. I think it was just an online article on like forty most famous uh, bald uh, bald guys actors. Blah blah blah. And both Samuel L. Jackson and Howie Mandel were on that list. And then so it's Howie Mandel to Samuel Jackson to Martin Luther King jr through him playing martin luther king jr in a movie no it was samuel L. jackson to martin luther king jr by samuel L. jackson being the ush- one of the ushers at martin luther king jr's funerals funeral yeah oh gotcha okay you, you, you do better than that yeah i think it's better because it's a direct connection or kind of it's <laughs> two some, steps too some, yeah i think it's a some weak ass uh that's a weak ass red carpet photos or People Magazine online articles. All right. Well, I have two examples as well, or two instances as well, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, Howie Mandel was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Simple, easy, right? Martin Luther King also made an appearance on The Tonight Show. Bam. Wow. But to be He's... fair, no, let me. Uh, that night. Johnny Carson was not actually hosting the Tonight Show when Martin Luther King Jr. was was on it. Uh, it was actually hosted by Harry Belafonte. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Whatever. Um, so the other connection I found was that Martin Luther King Jr. had also made an appearance on the Merv Griffin Show. And Howie Mandel was also on the Merv Griffin show, which actually led to his breakout in comedy, according to several interviews they did with Ability, Las Vegas Magazine, and San Diego.com. Oh, wow. We're bringing San Diego into this. I knew you'd like Damn. that. I'm going to have to make some uh, San Jose references. Well, if it helps you win, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear that I win this one. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll concede victory to you on this one. It's a little more tangible connection, I think. It's a shame. I, dude, I was, I've been waiting for this. I was so excited when I, when I got the connection. I was like, yes! It was uh, a moment of joy for me. I will say that was a good angle to use uh, talk shows, though. I do not think of that, that you could just, that fucking everybody's been on the same talk shows. I mean, in terms of, I mean, you you throw out like a you throw out a fastball there, uh, with not I shouldn't say a fastball. But <laughs> you really throw out a, a tough fuck. <laughs> I should keep this in. Uh, yes, it's gonna stay. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, it it appeared to be um insurmountable task, but uh, I I claim victory. 
All right. So uh, next week's challenge. Yeah, I know you're going to love this one. And we're, we're, we'll get into a lot of detail as to why this is such a hilarious um, person to choose. But next week's challenge is John Leguizamo. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the John Leguizamo talk for then. But uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. There's a lot to cover there. Game on. All right. So I'm looking forward to that next week. Uh, and congratulations to me. I mean, do you want to? It's. It's, you kind of headwayed this segment, so if you want to announce that I'm the winner, that'd be kind of cool. So, Nathan, you are the winner. Thank you. Good job. You spent hours of your time <laughs> on a meaningless task. If you think that took me hours, you're dead wrong. Try days. <laughs> yeah, days. It took me no. days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I spent like like a total of two hours i think i started looking at like 11 o'clock last night and spent some spent my lunch break today doing a little research yeah lunchtime is a good time for uh <laughs> what where when why and how amen bill i will say if any of you want to make this challenge with your friends there's a website uh called oracle of bacon um which will let you link any two actors together through movies so uh, I'm just putting that out there because if you try to use it, I'll know you're cheating, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, I we're on the honor system here, I think. Yeah, we're both gentlemen. Um, all right. Well, one thing I did want to mention, and eh, I don't know what the kind of response I'll get because it's been very mixed when I've been kind of throwing this out there to friends and family and coworkers. Uh, but you have none of those. <laughs> you're unemployed. <laughs> you're an orphan. And you uh, live alone. All right. Are you done? Okay. You suck. There, and now I'm done. Hey. All right. May maybe true, but nonetheless, doesn't need to be said. I I take the hard stance that I feel that superhero movies are ruining the action film genre. I love superhero movies, so I will take the opposite uh, stance on that. I think that they're ruining innovation they're not like we were getting a whole lot of innovative action movies before but at least they were diverse and there was like room for exploration you know like just something different i'm it's so stagnant right now i i, I firmly believe that even you as a, a huge fan of them it will get fatigued very soon from all the superhero movies i did now that i think about it I was assuming that you were referring to like just ruining like movies in general, but I, I guess I get where you're, I guess I get where you're coming from where you can't really, there's really no room. There's really no action movies anymore outside of the superhero movies. But I, I feel like it's not, I don't know. It's not a bad thing to me. Uh, I, uh, that's where I, that's why I bring it up. I totally disagree. I think it's, it's awful, dude. Like, I and don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't enjoy superhero movies. They're they're fun, and uh, the Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy will go down as the best series of superhero movies ever made. And that's I would hardly. Why. That didn't even feel. I mean, that didn't even feel like a superhero movie. That just was like, I don't know. That movie was so great. Like it, it was so based in like reality for the most part. You're kind of proving my point when you say that it was so good that it didn't seem like a superhero movie. 
So when a movie's good, it doesn't seem like a superhero movie is kind of what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I my concern in where I kind of get real about it is it's suffocating movies that could be like something more like Mad Max Fury Road where it's one of my favorite movies of the past with like 10 years. It, it's just like an innovative action movie that doesn't really need to follow any kind of like previous storyline or anything like that, or it has to meld within a cinematic universe already. It's just there. I, I feel like we're running down this avenue of superhero movies and we're there soon enough. It's going to be a real long trip to come all the way back. I did want to comment on uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Do you remember that scene where they got the fucking guys on the, on like the poles that kind of like bend and sway. So they'll like jump and they'll get like flung to the left or the right side. Could you imagine when they're shooting that and one of the guys fucks up the timing and then they have to re and then they have to reshoot the scene and he's just like, sorry, just like (laughs) flailing back and forth. Like, damn it, Carl. Like, I thought we got rid of Carl last week. Why is he still here? This is fucking take 37, Carl. We're sending you back to Ringling Brothers, you son of a bitch. He's like, please, this is my big break. Yeah, I'm going to get, I'm getting, this is my big break into acting. I want to be a stuntman. <laughs> be the dude flying around on the little, <laughs> little sticky thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, mom, you can see me. There I am. Uh, yeah, and th- there I go. All right. I wonder like who that guy is. Uh, it was the fuck on the, uh, the speaker stack with the guitar, like no speaking lines. They're just like, he's like, that's his credit as an actor. It, it, it's something like that. I mean, to my point is you're not going to see that in a superhero movie. It's so crazy and, and wacky, like, and awesome. In my opinion, like who cares? It's crazy. It, it, I'd rather see that than the Hulk again, like the Hulk jumping around doing stuff. Oh, cool. It's the Hulk. Oh, it's Thor again. Oh, <laughs> all right. But what was the last good action movie you saw that wasn't from the, that wasn't like a sequel from a eighties or nineties movie? Like well, Mad Max. That's not a sequel. It's like a, it's, you could say it's a sequel, but it doesn't. You, you <laughs> it's can watch not a it sequel, by itself. but you could say it's a sequel. You could, if you're yeah, ignorant, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Die Hard's the same way. You don't need to see the old fucking Die Hard movies to... Uh... Yeah, but they follow the same storyline. The Mad Max Fury Road doesn't follow this the same lore of The Road Warrior. Um... Rewatch both movies and get back to me on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not a big enough... I loved Fury Road, but I'm not a big enough like Mad Max guy to to debate that. But I, your point is taken in that it that one wouldn't necessarily be like a totally original idea. Speaking of taken, I was going to say, name me a good action movie that's recent, but that is one of them. Good job. Liam Neeson. That we'll never get another taken. So we'll never get to see taken seven or eight because of superhero movies. Did you ever, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I ever, cause they made three of those, right? I was just exaggerating. Yeah. But they did make like taken two and taken three, right? And then they made a fucking TV show out of it. Did they? <laughs> they should just do a uh, mashup of uh, the movie Taken and the game Tekken. 
just so the title gets really confusing. <laughs> see, that's the kind of movie I want to see. No, uh, no more superhero movies. Let's see Tekken, Taken, Cross Up, Mash Up. I guess so. they just take Hitachi's uh, granddaughter and he just punches his way through uh, like crowds of enemies. <laughs> Does the same like three moves over and over again. <laughs> I don't know enough Tekken characters to uh, make more jokes. Me either. So am I? Am I alone on this? Am I the only person that is sick of superhero movies and kind of wants something new? Well, I think there's other people that are sick of superhero movies, but I mean, they wouldn't hold. They wouldn't confine their argument to the action genre. They would say that like. It's suck, soaking up all the uh, viewership for the movie industry in general. So I guess I'm, I'm a little more fair than some people, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, good way to go. Well, I just had to get that out there. Thank you for humoring me. I'm not even going to watch Infinity War, by the way. Sorry, I just I can't even watch Don't it. Don't worry. In two, in two weeks, everyone will spoil it for you anyways. I'm surprised I haven't already. Let me guess. They end up winning against insurmountable odds. Any comment I would make to that statement would be a spoiler. So Yeah, we don't want to spoil it just in case somebody listens to this before they hear the movie. I, I don't really care. but Are like four or five audience members that currently listen to the show that haven't seen the movie yet? They're like, episode one was pretty good, but episode two of Hell Red sucks. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, dro- I'm dropping off from this shit. This is terrible. Those guys suck. I bet they stink, and I hate them. Um, here, I do have uh, one thing I want to do before the end of the show here. So uh, it's oh. time for it. What? Can you just oh, let I me saw, ever was... get through the introduction for this? No. Jesus I was going to say, oh, cool. Fabergé eggs. This is going to suck. Go ahead. Yep. So, as we all know, of the 50 possible jeweled eggs, only 43 remain. It's discussed before. So, just as an update to what we talked about before last last episode, um, no eggs have been found since, but I do speculate that more will be found. And in addition to the Royal Danish egg, being found I were in addition to me speculating that the royal egg Danish egg will be found <laughs> I also believe that the Alexander the third commemorative Fabergé egg uh, could be found very soon too uh, so that all? yeah it's just the small you know it go a lot smoother if you just let me get through it no I think we gonna make this as awkward as possible all right I mean to me I I could potentially listen back to what you said last week, and I'm pretty sure you just said the exact same thing you said in episode one. But I, I maybe that's just me. No, I did I did add another egg that I speculate will be found. Oh, okay. Yeah, Alexander the Third commemorative egg, which is not only it's not the only one that was ever made to commemorate him. This is actually one of four Fabergé eggs made to commemorate Alexander the Third. If you do this every week after 50 episodes, because you said there's only 50 actual Fabergé eggs out there, what are you going to do from there? Well, this is more about 
letting you know if any more have been found on a week to week basis. Like if you, if you're, so you don't have to go find out yourself. I'm going to let you know if they found a Fabergé egg. Where, how did they get lost? Uh, you know, like Tomb Raiders and stuff. And well, I guess it wouldn't be Tomb Raiders for these, but like Laura <laughs> Croft and shit. I had on my mind. Uh, but you know, like whenever the, their <laughs> essentially when their empire collapsed, like people just went and ransacked all the fucking Fabergé eggs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but anyways, more will be found. I believe that to be the case, and I'll let you know if they are found. Thanks. Yeah, for that. Right, it's over. Exciting yeah. update. All right, guys. I think that's gonna be uh, the end of uh, Hella Rad for today. It's been fun. Uh, for don't forget to check us out on Twitter at it's Hella Rad, um, Facebook at it's Hella Rad. Or actually, excuse me. Facebook is at Hella Red, um, and on SoundCloud, it's Hella Red. Not bad.